Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. It's Brendan Strzok, although you've heard it's Strzoka and Stroicha and everything else. Uh, it's S-T-R-A-K-A, and it's our friend Brandon, who started the Walk Away movement. It's almost five years now. Brandon, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. We have to go back to five years ago. We didn't know each other. I wish we could. No, no well, I'm with you. There's been a lot that's, that's happened since then. We'll get into some of it in earnest here. But um, we talked about this the first time. I don't think people understand because they see you everywhere now. They hear about you everywhere now. But they're not really sure what the inception was. You're a guy who is a Democrat, happened to be gay, and decided, I don't have to be a Democrat simply because of my sexuality. In fact, I don't like what I'm seeing in this party. Did, did I encapsulate it okay? Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, everything you said is true, but uh, it wasn't. It, I guess my sexuality was a factor in so far as like, you know, I voted for Hillary in 2016. I was staunchly anti-Trump. And um, part of that was the constant messaging from the left wing media about how Trump wanted to you know, roll back civil rights, roll back. You know, he was racist, bigoted, homophobic, right. all of these, you know, so that was a part of it. Um, but it was it was mostly about the betrayal I felt when I discovered that the media that I trusted was lying to me and deceiving me and uh, and creating all of these false narratives and, and manipulation and division in our country that doesn't need to exist. Because, again, remember, you know, I voted for Hillary and I was very devastated when Trump got elected. And right. I wasn't just devastated. I was scared. I was like really, really, really scared. And when I realized that all of that fear was for nothing because it was based off of just blatant lies and deception from the media that I thought I could trust. That was the biggest thing. I mean, the, the biggest factor in me walking away was the betrayal I felt from the media and the Democrats who are work in tandem. Well, when you were, when you say you were scared, you viscerally felt fear that your civil rights, your constitutional rights and your entire life would change because that's what they were telling you. Well, I, it wasn't just my rights. I mean, I I also thought that I was physically in danger. Wow. I mean, they basically they basically were messaging it to us constantly that there was going, this was a rise in white supremacy and that this was a rise in uh, you know uh, white nationalism and again you know bigotry, homophobia, all these. And basically, the way they were presenting it was, if you're um, if you're not a straight white person, you're in danger. And basically the messaging they were giving was, you know, if, if you get assaulted, if you get attacked, if you get, if somebody comes and destroys your property or burns your house down or whatever, the system is now rigged in favor of the white supremacists and all of the people who wish to do harm to minorities. So, I mean, it was like a fear of my safety yeah. and, and, you know, and it wasn't just me. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I mean, it's uh most people I know felt this way because that's what we kept being told. It's uh, Bre- Brandon Strzok, and it's spelled B-R-A-D-B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-T-R-A-K-A. And I, I pause because it looks like Straka. Everybody's going to say Straka, but it is Stra- it's yeah. pronounced Strzok or Strzok? Strzok. Strzok. Okay, good. And again, Brandon with an O, Strzok with an A at the end of it. Go go and yeah. follow him right now. The walkaway movement was, what was the, the come to Jesus? What was it that made you say, okay, he's not that guy, conservatives aren't that way, and these people have been lying to me? What was it? So after he got elected, I went through two weeks of feeling literally dysfunctional. Like wow. I, for, for a couple of days, I, I called out sick to work and like canceled my appointments. And I was constantly getting on social media and making live videos and stuff and just trying to kind of purge 
my my anxiety and my feelings and everything about it. And then so I felt that way and it was crippling. I mean, it was like a crippling sort of anxiety that I was having. And I, I lived with that for about two weeks. And then I made a decision that, you know, this is going to be a brutal and long four years right. if I can't somehow get a hold on what I'm experiencing, this reaction that I'm having. So initially, my my um, my journey began not with me trying to like Trump or accept Trump, but I just wanted to try to understand how it happened. That right. was step one, because I thought to myself, if I can figure out, you know, how it was that the media that basically promised me that Hillary Clinton was going to win in a landslide and also, um, you know, that that had been reporting for like 18 months at this, this point that Donald Trump was the most terrible human being since Hitler. Right. You know, if I could figure out one, why would anybody vote for him? I mean, because that, on election day, they were literally saying that Hillary Clinton had a 99% chance of winning. Yeah. 99%. Right. And it literally made it sound like no one was going to vote for Donald Trump. Well, obviously, that's not how it turned out. So I needed to understand why did people vote for Donald Trump? And two, how is it that the media that I trusted got this so wrong? Why didn't they see this coming? And so I started kind of just uh, the first step was I started reaching out to Trump supporters and kind of swallowing my feelings of hatred uh, and just being like, you know, why did you do this? Why did you vote for him? And what about this? And what about this? And through those conversations that I was having, I started to hear everything. Every conversation that I had was policy based. Nobody was saying, you know, oh, this is a backlash to a, bl a black president or, you know, we we want to get, you know, make this country white again or, you know, I mean, it was right. nothing like that. It was all just sort of. You know, these are we believe a lot of these people voted for Obama twice, uh, you know, at least once. And they were saying, um, you know, we believed in his lie of hope and change. And this is what we got instead. And so Trump, you know, came in and said, we're going to clean up D.C. We're going to clean up the swamp. And these are the policies that are going to make our country better. And so I thought to myself, OK, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Uh, but I was still, you know, I, I was still very angry. And uh, the final straw came in January of 2017, right around the time he was about to take office. I went on Facebook and it was you know, I just said, I, I, you know, no matter what you guys say, you know, about policy or this or that, I just I'll never be able to understand how you could vote for a man who's capable of standing in front of a cheering crowd and mocking a reporter's disability. And then that was the moment where a woman named Diane, who used to babysit me when I was a baby, wow. reached reached out to me privately, staunch Christian conservative. I had fought with her many, many times over the years. <laughs> And she sent me a link to a video entitled Debunking that Trump Mocked the Disabled Reporter. And it's a compilation of footage showing that Donald Trump has done that same voice and that same gesture numerous times throughout the years, as he did that day at his rally when he was accused of mocking a reporter's disability. Right. But the commonality in every instance was that this is a bit that he does when he's imitating anybody who's flailing because they're caught in a lie right. or because they're doing something shady or dishonest. Like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I've been caught. I'm mean, right. You know? And, but in this particular instant instance, the person that he was making fun of for being caught in a lie happened to have a disability and that disability happened to affect the, his arm, which is, you know, kind of crooked like this. Right. Well, uh, so what CNN did was while Donald Trump was going, Oh, I, I don't remember what I said. Uh, you know, what, 
they freeze framed it when his arm was back in this position. Right. And then they put a picture of Donald Trump like this next to a picture of the the reporter like this. And they threw a giant banner on the on the TV that said Trump mocks disabled reporter. And um, it was, you know, when I first saw it, I just thought it was so shocking and disgusting. But when I saw this video, it blew my mind, blew my mind because I was like, oh, my God, I I don't think he actually mocked that reporter's disability. But then I was like, but yeah, but why did CNN say that he did? Yeah. And then that's what started me down the rabbit hole of trying to understand what the media was doing. And I, I stayed in that rabbit hole for many, many months. And when I came out of the rabbit hole, uh, I came out with this knowledge that Donald Trump is not the problem. Donald yeah. Trump is not my enemy. It's the media. The media is my enemy. And, and right about then you walked away. And we, I'm honored that my show is one of the first shows you came on. And we've talked about that same instance a lot. But seven years later... Brandon, people still believe he was mocking the reporter, which which makes me crazy. The the um the depth of which they're able to indoctrinate through academia, through big media, big, through big tech, through big sports, big Hollywood, big everything, uh, is is immense. And you walking away, you you put some sort of a ripple in in that matrix, if you will, and that bothered them. Hey, you get back in line. Hey, you're this, this, and this, and you need to be on our side. What makes you think you can go to that side? Oh, you're not going to come back? Let's go and get you. And let's fast forward to January of, of uh, January 6, 2021. That was their opportunity, wasn't it? You, all you did was stand outside the Capitol and say words, and you've been treated as if you're some sort of a felon trying to take over the government. Take me through that if you don't mind. Sure, but I. it's also important to point out um, – I stood outside of the Capitol and and said words, and I was also accused of saying words. If you get my meaning, no, I I, um, I do I do, I, and, and we've talked about this before. I mean, if you want to give a little more, more nuance, please do. What is it they said you said, and what is it they said you did? And again, there's all sorts of video proving that you didn't do either. Okay, well, it's important to remember that I signed a plea deal, and a okay. condition of my plea deal was to agree with their version of okay. events. I got you. Um. But I was accused of uh, standing outside of the east side of the I never entered the building. I was never accused of any violence, vandalism, theft or destruction. Right. Uh, even the government who wanted the case to be as terrible as possible uh, acknowledged that I stood outside of the east side of the building for eight minutes with a camera in my hand shooting a video. Um, Which you're and- allowed to do. Well, but as as it turns out, I was in a restricted area. And um, again, I signed a plea agreement, which clearly states that I knew that where I was standing was restricted and that I wasn't allowed to be there. Um, I guess all I would say is that when I arrived at the Capitol and this is, um, you know, substantiated by simply watching my video, just all you have to do is watch my video to see that when I arrived, I walked down a sidewalk. And at the and there were people all over the grounds. I mean, there were people on the outer grounds, on the inner grounds, on the Capitol steps. And again, I want to make clear I was on the east side. So to, you know, people don't know, understandably, they don't know. The west side of the building is the side that had the scaffolding and the side where the um, uh, inauguration would have been or was. Right. So when you see the images of people climbing the walls and climbing the scaffolding and fighting with police officers, that was on the west side of the building. I was on the opposite side of the building. So when I arrived, and again, this is substantiated just by watching my video, there were zero, zero police officers on the east side. There were thousands of people all over the grounds. I walked up a sidewalk. At the end of the sidewalk was bike rack 
uh, off to the left of the sidewalk, off to the right of the sidewalk. But what I guess was a barricade at one time was fully opened. Uh, there were no signs saying you're not allowed to be here. There were no police officers saying do not step forward. Um, and on the other side of that open barricade were thousands of people standing outside of the Capitol. So I joined a crowd of thousands. And at that point, that's when I entered into a restricted area. And um, and that's so for that, the government charged me with a felony. Uh, I was charged with a felony for entering a restricted area. I walked uh, up to the building again to a crowd of thousands of people. And when I got there, the double doors of the east side of the Capitol were both open. So the Capitol was already opened when I got there and the doors, <clears throat> to be clear, they swing out. So yeah. they somebody opened the doors from the inside out. And when I got there, there was a, a crowd of people. Some of them were trying to push their way in. And the majority, like me, were filming a video. And then during that eight minutes that I stood there, uh, two things happened. One was you can hear my voice on the on the camera saying the words, go, go. Um, now, in my statement of offense, it says that I said, go, go, go. Um, and that's fine. That's what I agreed to. Um, I just, if you watch my video, it sounds more like I'm saying go, go. Right. Uh, and, uh, and after I say the words go, go, you hear a girl right beside me respond to me. Uh, she's pushing her way out of the crowd. Uh, just food for thought. I, I, the reason why it's pertinent now, obviously, Troy Nels, a, a U.S. congressman from here in Texas, was in, in these hearings yesterday, brought your name up, mispronounced it several times, but he brought your name up <laughs> uh, a lot because you, according to him, and I agree with him, you don't have to say anything, you took a plea deal, um, you were unfairly charged, unfairly targeted, and he wanted to bring the fact forward that Ray Epps, a guy who's on videotape six or seven times, saying, we're going in there, we're going to take Mitsars, we're going to go and take the Capitol, we're going to go in there, to, to the point where people are actually yelling, fed, 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 fed. This guy is like in his trailer going around Montana and just enjoying his life, and now he's going to sue uh, Tucker Carlson or something for saying that he might have been working with the federal government. Why do you think... There's such a diversity in how you and others were treated and how somebody like Ray Epps, allegedly a Trump voter, not some Democrat, the Democrats are all taken up for him. What do you think's going on there? Ray Epps for two days was running around to anyone who would listen saying, we've got to go inside the Capitol. We've got to go inside the Capitol tomorrow. When we get to the Capitol, we have to go inside. We have to go inside. And on the 6th, he said, we got to go to the Capitol. We got to go inside the building, inside the building. That's what Ray Epps did. The other difference is that uh, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe I am because I'm pretty sure I've seen the footage. Uh, I believe he was standing with a, a mob of people who pushed down the barricades, initial barricades, and were pushing back and forth with police, pushed the barricades down, and then stormed forward into the restricted area. Not, not only now, are you not wrong, Ray Epps is on video doing that, inciting people to knock over the barriers, and then he goes his ass with them. So if you if, if you yelled go, go, or go, 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 and you weren't actually going, I can't assume that you're the person that was going in there doing it. Ray Epps is literally going up the steps towards the Capitol, inciting everybody to come with him. So yeah, no, it's an unfair comparison for sure. But, 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 Tro but Troy Nels brings it up for a very smart reason. You shouldn't yeah. have been charged with anything. You did a plea deal. You're not going to agree with me or disagree. But I'm here to tell you as, a, as an American citizen, I see the differences, and it's not even close, Brandon. Right. But but uh, but the point, the, the further point I'm making is yeah. that when he's standing with a, a mob of people who are pushing past the barricades, pushing them down, pushing against police officers, and then storming past them, that's all on video. So 
it's pretty clear that he was at the very least with or near a mob of people who violently pushed the barricades down, stormed forward, pushed forward, and then entered into a restricted area. I walked calmly down a sidewalk to the end of the sidewalk where the barricade was open. Then I walked past the sidewalk. I was charged with a felony. Unbelievable. A felony. And he's a, and he's a free man. Correct. And they, they can't think of any anything to charge him with. Come on. And, and, and wink and a nod. You know, we know what's going on here. There's For some reason, he's being protected. I'm just about out of time. It's Brandon Straka. Go to uh, Brandon, S-T-R-A-K-A.com. Brandon has an O, not an A or an E. It's Brandon Straka uh, or Struck. Go go there. Also go to walkawaysocial.com. Give me about a minute on Walkaway Social. Why should I go there? I'm not there yet, but, but I'm hearing a lot about it. Sure. So... Um, Facebook banned the walkaway campaign two days after January 6th in 2021. And at that point, we'd grown to over 511,000 people who wow. joined the group. And this was a testimonial campaign. So we had, uh, you know, tens of thousands of videos and written testimonials of people telling their stories about why they're walking away. And uh, p- supporters of the movement, what we call the walk withs, also making their testimonials about why they support people who walk away and, you know, wh- why they are. Uh, Republicans or conservatives, what their values are. So Walk Away is a testimonial campaign movement on social media. That was taken away. So we built our own autonomous platform to re- to replace the community that was taken down on Facebook, and it's called Walk Away Social. Uh, anyone can load this, whether you're an Android or, or an Apple user. If you go to your app store, it's free. Walk Away Social, that's hashtag Walk Away Social. It takes about 30 seconds to sign up. And then once again, when you're on there, you can again start seeing the incredible video testimonials, people telling their stories about walking away or walking with. Uh, I encourage everyone to join. Uh, I encourage everyone to share their own video and share their own stories so we can regrow this movement. Brandon, come back again soon. I appreciate you. Will do. Thanks so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pack Show. Great to have you. Really good to have Brendan on. Go to Brendan Strzok, and it looks like Straka, S-T-R-A-K-A.com, or go follow him on all the social media. The interview is about five minutes longer than that. You'll get the whole thing up on Rumble tonight. Keep it here. Much more to come. This is the Joe Pegg Show.